0: If I can, you know, through Aboriginal Way, just reach out to some of
1: our mobs. Working with the wider non-Aboriginal community and working with our own community together allows us to start eating. in. the past, you know, people know who they are and that type of thing, but there hasn't been something there to
0: bring everything together, to bring people together, and Native Title has done that.
1: Hello. It's another week, which means another episode of Aboriginal Way. Thanks for joining me again. My name is Caleb Sweeting. Usually, I would get started by introducing today's guest, but first, I wanted to use this as an opportunity to remind you, if you haven't already, that there has been an extension to support the Uluru Statement from the Heart. The Uluru Statement from the Heart is calling for the establishment of a much-needed First Nations voice to Parliament that is protected by the Constitution. What can you do to help, I hear you ask? Well, you can visit the ulurustatement.org forward slash supporter kit. Watch the videos they have on their website and take some time to read their guides. And then you can make a submission. It's a small way to help send a big message and you have until the end of April to do so. I'll be writing a story about the statement in the autumn issue of Aboriginal Way, which is out at the end of May. But now I'd like to introduce you to our guest. She is an award-winning choreographer and dancer with over 30 years' experience in the arts. Hailing from the west coast of South Australia, Gina Rings is a Kukathur woman who knew she wanted to be on stage before she was out of nappies. Speaking of nappies, she is the artistic director for an upcoming show at the 2021 Dream Big Children's Festival called Our Corker Bubs. It's the first ever Aboriginal contemporary dance work for babies. The best part is the whole show is in nut and jerry language. We'll hear more about our Corker Bubs near the end of the interview, including dates and ticket information. But right now, get comfortable, maybe grab a cuppa, and get to know where Gina Ring started her career in the arts and what drives her to be creative with many mediums.
0: My name is Gina Rings. I am the artistic director for a show that we're presenting at Dream Big Festival in May, and it's called Our Korgabums. So I'm a Googatha woman from um, East Coast of... Oh, West Coast, sorry, of South Australia. And, yeah, I live here in Adelaide.
1: If we take a bit of a walk down memory lane, was there a moment that you knew you wanted to be a performer?
0: when you're talking memory lane you're talking around about thirties odd years ago <laughs> i think in back in the late 80s when i first started my, um um getting involved in in dance um i was a athlete before i was um you know training for dance um so yeah it was a bit of a change um but well, you know what? It's funny you say that because when I was a, a, a wee little baby and I can remember being in a cot and the TV was on back in those days, I think they were black and white um, in the mid 70s. Um, yeah, so, and I saw these beautiful ballet dancers on TV and I just, it intrigued me. I can remember that. So I think way back when I was a teeny weeny baby, probably around about, you no. Know, one maybe I don't know I wouldn't have a clue um, um, but I do remember um, um, yeah being a, a very young baby in it in a um, cot watching ballet and I thought I want to do that I want to do that so yeah and it wasn't until you know I got a bit older in the 80s that I I started um, you know seriously trying to you know find avenues um, to she get involved in the arts, um, and living in a small town in Port Augusta, of all places, um, you know, there's, there wasn't back then there wasn't much, many options for us um, except through our, you know, schooling. Um, so yeah, but like I said, I I, I started off being a, um, a an athlete before I was anywhere near a dancer. Um, yeah, and um, then I went to college, um, at the Centre for Performing Arts, to um, continue, um, you know, my studies in arts.
1: You were talking about avenues to get there. Can you speak a bit about that? What have you kind of done in the lead up to where you are now?
0: Well, what have I done? Oh, the avenues. Um, well, I, I did uh, train early in um, in the 90s here in Adelaide at a college um, called the Centre for Performing Arts and um, from there I went to nasda which is a National Aboriginal Islander Skills Development Association which is a, a, a Art school over in Sydney, um, in Gosford, um, and that's still going to this day. And uh, if you, if anyone's watched um, that um, documentary um, called Firestarter, you'll see a lot of um, the history of the the actual school, um, NASDA, on that documentary. Um, Stephen Page talks about it quite a lot. Um, So, yeah, went to NASDA, did my training there as well... um, And then, um, you know, suddenly went to, um, joined Bangarra Dance Theatre when I was in, I think it was 2000, uh, 1993. And, yeah, um, started my professional career in... Oh, actually, it was 94, my professional career in 94... Um, so yeah, it's that's a long time ago. I'm not young, um, <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's taken about you know thirty years to be able to really, really um, establish. Um, and and grow that confidence within the arts. Um, you know, we're we're here to um, you know push boundaries and tell our stories. And um, yeah, I, I find I'm I'm constantly not only um, focusing on one style of delivery or or you know just a show on stage, but but looking at um, areas in which I can tap into, like um, you know early childhood. Education and the arts um, You know, working with Different language groups as well um, Recently um, We had a show Called Inma for the um, Fringe Festival And I was a co-director And producer on that So yeah, just looking at Other different avenues to to Work in the arts um, Yeah,
1: You kind of mentioned there as well About not choosing one specific Style, what's the kind of Reason behind that?
0: As you go throughout your career, you're you're always um, you're adapting with times. But um, you know, if you if you remember in the early nineties, there wasn't much around even for. For the general artists, um, there wasn't many Aboriginal um, dancers or dance groups. That's why Bangara kind of got up quite... Um, Bangara Dance Theatre, that's why, um, uh, got up, um, you know, highly recognised in that particular period because um, there was, um, you know, one particular... Um, uh, show called Ochres that toured, we toured around the world with that one for about five years um, in the 90s. So it's, oh God, I sound so old. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry about that.
1: Well, yeah, I was actually born in the 90s, so I'm trying to relate. I'm kind of working with you here.
0: <laughs> yeah, look. Um, so the styles. I mean, we we're, we're constantly artists are constantly adapting um, through style through through our mediums. What what you know? Our technology changes our um, our uh, even our what do you call? our opportunities arise a lot more these days and that's due to, you know, our, our previous artists who are, you know, constantly banging down doors and, and you know, saying, no, we, we need more Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander arts and storytelling um, through, our, through our, you know, our different mediums, whether it's theatre, um, you know, or um, film and television or, um, yeah... Dance.
1: You're also contemporary and traditional dancer, choreographer, and filmmaker. You're talking about mediums there to tell stories. Do you have a favourite?
0: Particularly like um, uh, film and and theatre. I think theatre, um, dance in particular. Um, yeah, dance started off there with dance. Um, you know, I've moved into theatre. I've moved into film. Um, uh, I just worked on um, Elaine Crombie's last um, one-woman show called um, uh, Janet's Janet's Vagrant Love, and um, that was for the Fringe Festival. Um, And, yeah, I loved it. I loved working with script and content. I loved working one-on-one with, um, with, you know, very experienced artists like Elaine Crombie. Yeah. I used to do traditional dance. I used to dance, but I don't do it anymore. I'm like the one who's who's writing, and producing, and um, and um, directing now. So I leave the dancing for the young ones. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Speaking of young ones, the reason why we're here talking today is about our corker bubs. Do you want to talk a bit about that and how you got involved?
0: Yeah, for sure. I, um, there was a very lovely lady who's been also been involved in the arts for many years. Um, she's from England, actually. Um, um, Sally Chance, her name is, and she works with... She's done a couple of shows, a few shows, with um, early childhood um, theatre and education. And um, she approached me... A few years back, I think it was in 2017, where she asked, um, you know, asked me to work with her on developing this idea for a, a show um, that, that is, um, you know, specifically designed um, for. Um, for babies um, so yeah I, I did a lot of research and consultation with her went down up to the Riverland and um, worked with community over there and then down um, Murray Bridge and Rauken, um to work with the Nunjuri community there and then started to build on our cast of um performers um our two dancers who were in, involved were um kalina sansbury and tari sansbury and funnily enough i taught them when they were young as well yeah. <laughs> um a lot of us have actually in the in the um in the dance community um but um oh, i'm saying I'm um, too much sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we we developed this show keeping in mind that we wanted to teach our young ones, our, our um, early childhood, um, between the ages of zero up to about two years old. Uh, we wanted to teach um, storytelling to to um, to that particular age group, um, bringing in a sense of of um, the Nanduri culture. Um, through sounds, um, music, tones, um, gestures, uh, choreography, um, and yeah, we did, we eventually built on a. Um, uh, bringing in a composer, Heather Fran, who worked closely with um, Owen Love and Nandere, um leader elder within the um, you know, River Murray community.
1: I've also heard that the show came from the idea for the show came from the Aboriginal Health team at Murray Bridge, Is that true?
0: Yeah, you could say. We we also went to the Riverland. We went to Murray Bridge and worked with mob over there. Um, uh, and this was all through the consultation process. Um, luckily enough as well, I I was um, fostered into a Nunjidi family when I was very young. So I had connections there already. Um, and community mob already knew me as well, um, but I mean, it's always you know important for when we work on any productions that we go directly to the the source, the people, the language groups, um, to to make sure our what we're representing um, is correct and um, and has all been approved through that consultation process. But um, but in particular, we've we had on. And within our cast, Owen Love, who was also involved in composing uh, the music with Heather Fran. And he, he's an unduly man and well-respected within, um, within the arts as well. So, yeah, we did go there. We also went to, um, I think it was Berry and um, up Riverland there as well and talked to, to the community there.
1: This isn't the first run of the show, so what have the experiences been like for people that have seen it before? You know, can we talk a bit about what the baby will experience and what the carer will experience?
0: It's a funny one because it's this show works on about three different levels of um, entertainment. Um, First, you've got your performers on stage who who are um, performing within this um, safe circle, um, which is a mat um, specifically um, designed um, uh, for the show as well. I forgot to mention that Nellie Rankin was our costume and um, set designer, and she's from Murray Bridge as well, Nellie Rankin. Shout out to her. Um, But... um, uh so you have the babies who are roaming the mat the choreography is um, is choreographed in a way that is adjustable to when the babies are within your space so you can move and jump over a baby at the same time very carefully <laughs> um, yeah, but to see them engaging with the performers um, and um, directly um, you know I've had dancers who've had babies crawling on them while they're performing in this show and they still keep up up with the music, they still keep on top of the choreography. It's amazing. I don't know how they'd do it because I wouldn't be able to do it, I don't think. But... Um, but... So just watching, if you can imagine yourself being a mother or a father within, with, around that circle and your child is there with another 20 babies within the, on the fourth space within the circle, um, watching your child interact with other babies and then, you know, they, there's, it, it's delightful because they're, they're learning, they're being, um, they're being, you know, entertained... And then you've got the carers who are watching the parents, watching the babies. So, and that's just another delightful way of looking at at um, at how this this show really impacts on on people. Yeah, and babies. Yeah.
1: It's almost like the babies are just as much a part of the show as the performers, right?
0: Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. And um, you're you're not. Each show is different. Um, it's a yeah, it's a beautiful show. You have to experience it. Really, um, it's it does open up to about twenty-two babies on the mat. Eventually, you've got like twenty babies ro- rocking around the the mat and dancing. And and you know we've had incidents where it was the first time a parent saw the baby crawl. Uh, walk or walk yeah. or take the first steps or you know so it really really it has such an impact with the with the actual child um, and we've had like a, I think it was like a a two months old baby who came in and um, and was just like just was just laying there with ears poked up and eyes bright and and it was just. Th- beautiful to see how on so many levels the the show can impact and be be penetrate even if even if language was different everyone knew what what they were there for
1: Mm. you know talking about language and culture how are they learning about that through the performance as well
0: oh and love and um under the direction of me, Owen and um, Heather Fran were um, very instrumental in in bringing to the show a um, the essence of, of you know the River Murray, the Ngunnawal people, and so we based the show on the, obviously you know we've got the got. Water. We've, we base the show on the cycle of water, so the River Murray and, and um, how the you know how the water you know soaks the land and into the trees, into the flowers, and then um, you know up to the sky turns into rain, and the, that whole cycle of how how water can be um, is um, is um, produced through nature, um, and that seemed to be a real. Um, um, beautiful concept to to hold on to. So that whole thing about water and how the Ngunnawal people they they live along the river, live a um, river bed uh, along um, Lake Alexandrina as well, um, where Rockan you know is situated, um, and the language and the canoes and the um, just that kind and the sound of the yeah and and up, all of the all of the show is in Nunjuri language as well.
1: Are there any other projects that you're working on at the moment or do you have any plans for things you're going to work on in the future?
0: Well, yeah. We've, um, I'm, I'm about to um, do a show with the Australian Dance Theatre. I think we've got, we're doing a bit of a collaboration there and that will be in May. Um, we've also got APAM, Australian Performing Arts Market, where Dream Big will be um, is hosting APAM this year. Um, so APAM, um, ADT. I work with a group called the First Nations Dance Collective, in which we formed this group about seven to eight months ago, and we've we've had um, quite a quite a good. Um, Um, response in the community and um, we just get shows all the time now so the First Nations Dance Collective um, will be performing with ADT in May Um, we just finished a show in MA for the um, uh, what they call Fringe Festival Mm -hmm. uh, which was really successful that was um, in collaboration with um, uh, what's his name Electric Fields Mm -hmm. And yeah, so we're we're looking at building on Inma as well in the future,
1: mm.
0: uh, another show. Um, and yeah, we've got a few things lined up. And you know, I'm, put it this way, I'm not, I, I don't have a, I don't have a desk job. All I do is arts now, so so I'm doing all right.
1: <laughs> How long has it taken to say I don't have a desk job?
0: Um, it's taken about you could say about 29 years to get to this point. I mean it's a, it seems Adelaide's a hard one to crack in the arts cuz you've got you all your festivals you've got and then there's the yeah the it's it's just not as it hadn't been in past lucrative for for first nations mob as it is now if there's something's just clicked now mm. where where we're our mob are taken more seriously, mm. and i'm you know you can only hope it gets better.
1: Babies and their carers can see Corker Bubs at Adelaide Festival from May 1 to 21. Tickets are available at dreambigfestival.com.au. And Dream Big's Children's Festival's creative director, Susanna Sweeney, said, ''Empathy and curiosity sets young people on a great path.'' Gina, do you have any advice for adults to stay curious?
0: Go to the Arts more. Go go and check out your your people. Um the arts is an amazing um, um, uh, you know industry to to be involved in, but also as an observer, you learn so much, you really do.